Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, And in this episode, I am joined by Dr. Kyle Rice. Dr. Rice is a licensed physical therapist and the CEO of the PT Hustle LLC, a company that specializes in one-on-one coaching and strategy development for the National Physical Therapy Examination. Kyle graduated from Florida International University in 2013 with his doctoral degree in physical therapy. He also received his orthopedic certified specialization after graduating the Brooks UNF Orthopedic Residency Program in 2016. Over the past five years, Dr. Rice has served successfully as the NPTE prep coach for over 150 physical therapists and has assisted over 3,000 student physical therapists past the NPTE with his courses, lectures, podcasts, and intimate discussions about NPTE preparedness. And on this episode, Kyle goes through his top three tips on what you need to do to prepare for the NPTE. So if you're a physical therapy student and you are going to be taking the NPTE, which I believe is coming up in a couple of weeks, this is the episode for you. So a huge thanks to Kyle Rice for coming on the podcast this week. And everyone, especially you students, take some notes and enjoy. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you join me today. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. And everyone, you could probably hear a little bit of noise in the background. Kyle and I are right now at the New York Student SIG Conference in New York City. And Kyle was the keynote speaker this morning for that conference. So congratulations and good job. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. It's always a little nerve-wracking, isn't it? Yeah, you got that right. It's always a little nerve-wracking. Well, today, Kyle is going to give us his top three tips for all of you students listening who are about to take the MPTE. So he's going to give us his top three tips on how to excel taking the MPTE. So Kyle, let's start out with tip number one. So tip number one in in preparing and getting ready for this MPTE is you have to build your own personal study list in this last little bit of time that we have before the exam. So you have to make sure that right now, instead of focusing on any type of review guides that you're using, that you actually look at your practice exams that you're taking and pull out what are those major concepts that I keep missing. And you're going to build your own personal study guide. I mean, really listing that thing out. If you got 50 questions wrong on your practice exam, well, that means that you should have at least 50 topics on your personal study guide, right? So those are the topics that you need to start knocking down first before you go off onto something that wasn't on that list or something that, oh, I kind of found this topic in a book and I don't know what it is. Don't, don't spend time going that direction. Make sure you stick to the list that you built. Great advice. And it also sounds like if you are already excelling at a certain topic, you don't have to necessarily keep going back and back again on the topic that you already know well. That's exactly right. And that's really what's going to lead into my second tip. 
what is it? All right, so the second tip is, you know, all of us have this thing called study bait, right? And study bait is when you're looking at a textbook or you're looking at some type of resource, you find a topic that you weren't planning on finding, but it's something that you don't really know about, right? And so what does that do? It baits you into, oh, well, now I'm going to go check out, try to figure out what that word is or try to figure out what that, you know, what I don't know about that particular topic. But the problem is, is you left your original plan. And so a lot of times, study bait are going to be those topics that aren't really as common, and that's the reason why you feel like, oh, I got I to gotta go and learn what that word is, when it's not even that common. So your goal, and the, really the tip is for you to make sure that you have a plan already made out, all right? So your study plan is going to be these four topics today, whatever it is, and you make sure you stick with those topics before you go and deviate to something that's less common. Right, so it's called study bait for a reason, kind of like clickbait. When you go on to Facebook for a moment, and then all of a sudden, an hour later, you're looking at random videos on cats on sitting on glass tables. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, not helpful for studying for the MPTE at all. That's right, that's right. Okay, so let's go on then to study tip number three. Study tip number three is one that's pretty much common sense, but as we know, Karen, you know, common sense is not common practice. And so one of the things that happens is that we use a lot of these study guides in order to prepare for the MPTE. Well, study guides are great to get that, you know, kind of superficial review of the concept, but it's not giving you the deeper understanding. Do not fall into the trap of, you know, looking at your review guide, finding a topic that you're actually weak at, and then like, oh, I'm just going to learn what's in this study guide. Because the way I kind of look at study guides is it's kind of like a spark notes. All right, they're like spark notes. They're not giving you enough understanding of the concept in order for you to dominate the NPTE, all right? And so what I'm really saying is if you run into a topic where you know it's something that you don't know very well, you know that you have to relearn that topic, go into your t PT textbooks or go find a YouTube video where they really explain in detail that concept so that you're ready to crush the exam. And so if we can expand on that for just a second, it sounds to me like you're saying if you're taking your exam and you're, you know, there's a concept that you're not understanding, it doesn't mean just memorize exam questions. It means really go in and delve a little bit deeper into whatever that concept is. Is that what you mean? That's exactly right. I mean, what a lot of us do is we take practice exams. We want to take questions because that makes us feel good, right, that we're practicing. But the only problem is we go into this recognition mode where we're just trying to recognize what the right answer is or recognize the definition. But that's just not how the MPT is. It is based upon like that deeper clinical understanding and applying those concepts. And so what I'm saying is that, you know, it's great for you to see the concept in front of you and, and it's like you know that you have to study it. But instead of just learning it on a superficial level just to memorize and, and recognize it, spend time getting that deeper understanding and then that is going to allow you to fare better on something like the MPTE. Great and now thank you so much so those are your top three tips now I have a question and I feel like a lot of students I have not taken I took the exam so long ago thank God um, and but I have a question that I think a lot of students that I get from a lot of students and this is about time management so what is your best advice for a student studying for the MPTE to 
really hone in on their time management when it comes to studying? Very, very good question. See, here's the deal. Everybody has 168 hours a week. Everybody, all right? And so what tends to happen is the reason why you feel like you don't have very good time management or you're running out of time or being inefficient is because you don't have things planned out very well, all right? And so, again, you have that 168 hours. So are you planning out your study time where you're like, okay, I have these four hours today and I'm going to use it to accomplish these skills, right, or these topics? Once you're able to do that and plan everything out well and you don't deviate with study bait, you're going to start feeling like, wow, I'm actually getting done with the stuff that I'm supposed to be done with. But the reason why you're feeling like, oh, I don't have the right time management and stuff, well, it's because you're getting stuck either being distracted, worrying about study bait, worrying about other things that you didn't have on your list to begin with. And so you feel like at the end of the day, I didn't get done with what I was supposed to get done with. I feel like I'm out of time. And then it's just a never-ending cycle of inefficiency. Yeah, and I'm a big believer of writing things down. So like you said, let's say today is, what's today? Saturday. Today is Saturday. Today is a Saturday. It's Saturday. So today is Saturday. So let's say tomorrow is Sunday. Tonight, before you go to bed, think about maybe you have, let's say tomorrow you have three hours to study and you want to cover two topics, write it down. That's it. Write it, definitely write it down and make sure you stick with it like a conscious effort yeah. to stick with those topics. Yeah. And one other thing that I'll add that I think I've said on the podcast um, at other times is I like to work in Pomodoros. So Pomodoro is a 25 minute block of time. So what I do is I, you just shut everything off, turn your phone off, do whatever, set an alarm for 25 minutes. Within that 25 minutes, so if you, if let's say you want to look up, I don't know, give me a topic that's common on the MPTE. It's been a while for me. Oh, man. Well, one of the ones that comes right to my head right now is just gait analysis. Okay. That's, the, that's the big thing. All right. So let's say you want to work on gait analysis. You set your timer for 25 minutes and you only look at whether that be an article, a study guide on gait analysis only and nothing else. When that 25 minutes is up, you take a five-minute stretch break, and then maybe you go right back into it, or you go to a completely different topic. But working in those Pomodoros or those 25-minute breaks of time, I find is perfect for my concentration level. And then you take your little break, whether it be you break by stretching, you break by, you know, grabbing a bite to eat or something like that, and then you just go right back into it, and you'd be amazed at how much you can accomplish in 25 minutes. That, that is so it. I mean, I think a lot of us know that that is more effective. We've all heard that, you know, ever since we were younger. It's like, you know, bite-sized pieces, right? Yeah. That's, the, that's the theme. But at the same time, we feel like we're getting less done when we're taking that less amount of time. And it's actually the, it's the, it's, the, opposite. it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You can get more done in 25 minutes than two hours if you're concentrated on only that one topic. So I think it's really important. All right. Now I have one more question to ask you. And that is, given what you know now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give yourself as a new grad fresh out of PT school? Oh. Not to someone else, but to yourself. You know, I have to, I have to go off of a, a speech that I just heard by Joseph Ngugi. He was talking about mentorship, and he was talking about going from uh, point A to point B, so to speak, and point A being where you're at right now, and you want to be at point B. Here's the deal. You have to understand what that point B is 
first. So instead of just running out there, getting a job and just jumping into something, sit back for a minute, whether it's with a pina colada, whatever you have to do, sit back and really jot out what is it that you want for your life, for your PT career, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 15, right? Soon as you have point B written down, then what you need to do is find someone who's already at your point B or beyond because they are going to give you the quickest routes to get there. Awesome. And so do you feel like you did not do that when you graduated? Oh, I did not do that when I graduated. No. Me neither. So join the club. (laughs) All right. Now, where can people find you if they want more information about you and what you do? Well, you know, I'm living on Facebook at all times. So you can always find me on Facebook at The PT Hustle. But you can always go to my website, www.thepthustle.com. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for taking the time out at the New York Student SIG conference today. And uh, everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.